this is a different setting from what we normally have. So Bart and I are right now in the Finnish countryside. We are with a client and we're just about to uh, start a management team away day. And it's very early in the morning. <laughs> it is. It is very early in the morning. And I suppose what's new here as well is that, Bart, you have no idea what I have in mind for this podcast. No, I have absolutely no idea. How do you feel about that? Mm, it's quite exciting. So I haven't been able to prepare because I don't know what we're talking about. And um, we had a plan and we decided to bin the plan because it didn't feel right. Now, um, we've been through, I suppose, one of the busiest months in our whole life in terms of work and travel. And we're mm. still in the middle of it. Um, I had a weekend off, you can say. So I actually had two days of space to uh, step back a little bit. And um, there is a concept of afterglow. So when you've been through something, there's something coming after that. So when you start stopping and you start reflecting and you start thinking about how to integrate Mm. what you have been through, you need some space. Mm. And then it might grow on you. Mm. So you had one of those days in between two of our busy yeah, time to pause, basically. A, yeah. a time to pause. Yeah. So your possibility to pause was on a boat, right? Yeah. Do you want to say a little bit about that? So yeah. I know of it, but... Yeah, so I um, I saw the month of May coming up a few months ago, so probably in March when I was planning it all. And I saw that uh, we had a lot of delivery, a lot of conferences, and um, I felt like I needed a, a break in the middle. So I I also saw then the opportunity that I could travel from Riga in the Baltics to uh, Stockholm in the Nordics. Uh, that normally would take an hour by plane. And I spent 18 hours on a ferry. And that was sort of right in the middle of May, so right in the middle of the busy period. And it was uh, it was very helpful. So I think what we have been able to do in this month, in this really very busy month, is very good preparation, very good execution. But uh, the sort of integration after cloud bid, I think, has been has been um, um, has, has not been happening as much. And that trip was for me a way to to recover to let the, the shadow catch up to make some notes to have dinner by myself just with my notebook and my pen uh, which was the first time I uh, I spent an evening by myself for the whole month and uh, and sleep a lot <laughs> so it was uh, it was very very useful and very very nice so there's something around here because you had 18 hours mm. I had I think 48 hours because I had a full weekend on my own at home in my flat. So my reflection here is that the first need that came to me, and I think it was the same for you when we had talked about your trip, was sleep. The fact that wherever I sat down, I fell asleep. So it was obviously a lack of sleep. So the body needed that first before doing anything. It was to recover, to get to sleep. Um, 
my second thing was, and I think you mentioned that too, was the appreciation of solitude. So having been in delivery mood with people, fantastic, exciting, rewarding, um, new connections and so on. But the need for solitude to just reset, to check in with myself, that was my second need. And realizing being at home, when I got that, the sleep plus the solitude, something started to happen. So I got a little bit further than I think that you got. So what happened after that, and I noted it because I was also observing myself, that that's when the creativity started to come back. Once I had had those two, I started to be alert again. Yeah. But it's taken me 48 hours, and I'm just at the beginning, and now we're back into delivery again. Yeah. So Yeah. you see what I'm... Um, there's something around time here that I think, think is really interesting. Yeah. Because you were saying also that on a boat trip, you couldn't really get to proper reflection mood because... No, no, no. So, exactly. So, yeah, you're right. It was... Um, so I had my notebook and my pen over dinner, but I didn't write very much because I was just staring into space. And uh, actually, I remember I solved a technology issue yeah. <laughs> for for an hour and a half being uh, on the on the chat to Apple Uh that was the first thing I because I had not had, had time to do that. So especially getting that out of the way mm. while having a glass of wine. And then I slept for a very, very long time. Mm. And then I had the next morning I had a little bit of um opportunity, but very little because I had to come back into preparation. Yeah. So I was already doing the preparation for the for the for the days that I that followed in Stockholm. Mm. Um so you're right. The um the space is needed first, the sleep is absolutely the first one. I think. Um, and I haven't not had more than 18 hours because the weekends have been full on. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Yeah. So I noted the sleep, I noted the solitude, but then I also noted something around, I saw my sister's two little boys and there was something around being with children, doing children stuff. Mm. So something that doesn't require any cognitive ability any analysis any um it's very uh it's no demand mm. on on me performing or doing anything really just being very very present with children which also i think met one of my needs which was just just being mm. now we were lucky i think in our work anyway because we have the ability to be very present with our clients in the work that we do with them because so much is around personal development we don't have to think very much in that work no, not because it's been prepared, to yeah. be fair, yeah, very exactly. well. Um, yeah. so, so once we're in delivery mode, we don't, well, it's not a huge cognitive task. It's no. more being and mm. being present and mm. feeling. And, yeah. But it's being very alert to other people's needs. Mm. And I think to a certain extent you have to be that with children too. But there's some a playfulness with children, which is mm. without any... Yeah. Um, so what about the need then for, you know, mindless... TV shows. So, you know, we've talked quite a bit. So, yeah, so I'm at the moment watching Peaky Blindness. Um, I don't even know what that is. No, it's a series on Netflix. It's very, very good. Anyway, I've just finished series season four and it took me several months to get through these seasons because mm. hardly any time to watch TV. And we're full, full, full of, you know, deliberate living and productivity and never in a minute wasted, right? But that mm. is wasted time. And perhaps it's not wasted time. Perhaps that's a really important time to 
just wind down. So I've watched actually in the last months a bit more because sometimes on a plane, I just can't do anything else mm. apart from just watching a bit of Peaky Blindness. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I think I'm the same. I can also end up with series. It's very, it, it's not very often though, but what kind of restoration, what kind of relaxation, recovery is that? I agree with you, but I don't know where to put it in terms of good, bad. It doesn't require I mean, anything. It doesn't require anything. So it's cognitively mm. quite low energy. Yeah. So what happened to me this weekend as well, when I was on my own in my flat, I started working with my hands. So I started cooking and I started decluttering. And I was yeah. telling you about the decluttering. I'm preparing one of my spare rooms. I'm changing it into a bedroom again. It used to be and um, it will be again. And just going through wardrobes, going through boxes, uh, throwing things away. As I was doing this physical decluttering in my flat, it felt like I was cleaning in my head as well. So that's actually, I think, the opposite to adding, let's call it the, the light entertainment of series. But it's not, I don't think it's either or. I just mm. think it's maybe they're serving two different needs. I'm not mm. sure. Mm. Yeah. So I, I find decluttering also a really nice activity um, because when we declutter our space, our physical space, we, we somehow seem to declutter our mind as well. Mm. Um, and yeah, so you went through a big, or you are going through a very big declutter process. What I do is I've got a monthly routine. So once a month, and it's coming up this weekend actually, once a month I just take one corner, one drawer, one cupboard, whatever it might be, and go through it. So it's more it's more routine for the mind than it's actually to clear the space. But the the great advantage of it is that it also clears the space. Mm-hmm. Um, which means that I, you know, I don't I never have really clothes that I never wear because within six months I get back to a cupboard and and clear out what's ever in what is in there that I don't use. So it's a nice, it's a nice um Activity, it's a nice routine to have. And I think it helps also with the um, with the relaxation, with the, the pulsing, the calming down, the break from, uh, you know, all the work we do. And there's something working with a phys- physical work mm. in a way. So working with the hands. Mm. And for me, I think the creativity that comes with color, shapes, um, it's it's engaging a different part of me that I I feel is very restorative Mm. in a way. And actually, I can also notice that the tendency being on a high-performing, high-vibe, high-energy delivery mood, it's a little bit addictive. Mm. So... If I'm there, I would just want to continue. And if I step out of it and have two days like I did, I have to make up my mind to really say no to things because I know I need it. And it's so rewarding when I do it. But the tendency is to just continue. Yeah. So what does that mean? I mean, if we... If you think about, so this is our lifestyle, which is 
you know, everybody has their own unique individual lifestyle, depending on family work, um, you know, however they designed yeah. life. So, so what is it in this really? In terms of afterglow, we could also call it integration, I think is one of my favorite words from 2018. Yeah, I, I was wondering what, what this is called. Uh, I think integration, we haven't really talked about that because we're not getting to integrate. Well, I have not, I didn't get to integration yet, mm-hmm. or I, at least I'm not consciously getting to integration yet. It's about pausing. So just because I think there's a lot of people out there that lead lives like us, but don't consciously, deliberately take the time to pause. Mm. So plan in advance. When do you plan your pauses, essentially? Be very deliberate about that. I think that's a really important part. Um, and uh, and then within that space, so for my 18 hours, for example, I didn't really plan what I was doing in that 18 hours. But if I had not planned that 18 hours ferry trip two months ahead, I could have never done it. Because then the evening would have filled up and the morning in Stockholm would have filled up, right? So you need to plan it in advance. Plan the space in advance so that then you can let go and do whatever feel you feel like. Now, I think there's one thing that's interesting also to point out here. We are both introverts. Mm. So talking about where do you get your energy from? Do you get it when you're on your own, when mm. you're recharging, um, you're recharging your batteries uh, when you have your own space? Or if you're extroverted, which means you get more energy when you're around people. Mm. Now, if you plan a pause and you're an extrovert, that pause might look very different mm. from my pause or your pause, I think. Mm. Yeah, although I do think that extroverts also need solitude, just like introverts. It's just more difficult for them to feel good about it, I think. (laughs) And they might be less inclined to look forward to it or plan for it, but they still need it. I think everybody needs space for spontaneity. So be it with people or in solitude, I have this conviction that that's where you restore a lot. So no planning or the planning would be like you said plan for the space yeah. and then just just see what happens yeah. now you were talking about netflix because i think the tendency here might be that if you're uncomfortable with that you might start doing things that are actually not so helpful i'm not saying netflix is not helpful because perhaps it is exactly what you need but it's again being aware of what happens in that space and mm. where do you have most of your uh, restoration yeah. So, and um, if you if you think about the lives of the people that we generally meet, uh, whether they're clients or friends or whatever, that that's that's what lacking, that's what is lacking in in most people's lives is just a couple of hours by yourself, mm. right? Unplanned time, yeah. and then when I talk to people about that, then they say, "But what do I do then?" So, well, just unplan. So, so you'll see when you get there. And that feels very uncomfortable because we're addicted to activity, addicted to busyness. And then, of course, we get drawn to our mobile phone and or to our uh, uh, smartphone with with lots of apps on it. And uh, so the space will then be filled up by distraction. It could be Netflix, it could be email, it could be um, gaming, 
could be social media, it could be ridiculous things that are really not um, uh, very useful. And you could actually waste all that time in the in the distraction. So not very useful for restoring energy or for no. coming back to this kind of afterglow or yeah. moving towards integration. So I think let's just say a few th- things about the integration because we just dropped that and I also agree that we're perhaps not there ourselves so this is not the time to talk about it in detail but really what we mean there is proper reflection time where you take all that activity all those actions all those experiences into the bigger picture and look at what does this mean mm. in in yeah. your life purpose if you want to take it that big or just this year or this month yeah. me in at my job or me at home so yeah. what have i learned and what yeah. conclusions do i draw from it yeah for for me integration is essentially looking back at what you've done writing about it so quite a lot of journaling coming to insights so what does this all mean and then planning your uh what it means for the future mm. this is exactly what we go through right with integration mm. and if you think about how we how we debriefed africa burn i had only the space to just write down stuff that happened so it's just step one what happened and step two we're sort of getting there in a conversation in the last few weeks mm. insights and we are getting a little bit to okay what does this mean for what we're doing in the rest of the year and next year and so on so that's planning so step one two three and i think that's integration and for us to go through all those three steps requires a significant amount of time mm. especially when you're always in that activity in that immersed in that activity Mm. there's something um i can't remember who it was one of my yoga yoga teachers and when she um she talked about i was during one of the classes that she had and she said something now stop pause and just enjoy the nectar or the juice of the asanas of the flow Mm. you just did Mm. so something about allowing the body the system the energy just to enjoy just feel just notice what had just happened so there's something similar here i think to stop create that space that you were saying yeah most people probably find it difficult especially if you're really busy to all of a sudden block three hours for nothing if we have this in us the western mindset which is productivity is equals doing because i think that's how we look at productivity and you have to be productive but if productivity is also space of doing nothing because you you can't taste this nectar this juice Mm. unless you stop and pause you can't use it unless you stop and pause there's something here that i think is significant yeah it's it's significant because we will get better at what we do so when people some sometimes people say well you know uh i i judge that time as not being work right i take three hours out of my I had three hours on a Friday morning and that's um, a break from work. No, it's not a break from work. It's a break from activity, but it's an incredibly important part of work. And when people get used to this, to take that break, whether it's a three hour break every week or it's a, you know, it's a half, half a day a month, or it's a, a couple of a, a really quiet weekends every month or whatever it might be that in that 
in that time, lots of important things happen, whether you're aware of it or not, that's where integration happens. And you are preparing yourself for the, for the next part of your life. So, yeah. So, um, we're back to what is work and what is life and mm -hmm. where, where is the, uh, there's, there's no strict boundaries. If you ask me, because it's all happening at the same time. So if you're out walking your dog in the forest and you're thinking about work, mm. what is that? Yeah. You're not in the office. Yeah. But cognitively, your thoughts are solving business problems. Or if you're in the office in work mood and you're not present, mm. what is that? Exactly. So let's wrap up a little bit and see where, I mean, what's coming out of this. So yeah. you didn't know what was going to happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> so what has come out? <laughs> uh, so I think there, so let me start. So um, the importance of taking a break, the importance of planning for that. So if you look at your calendar for next week, it will be very difficult to find a three hour break. But if you look at your calendar for um, mid-July, six weeks from now, you might be able to find a three-hour break. So plan it in then. If I'd booked my ferry trip the week before, it would have been impossible to book it because the, the calendar is full. So the importance of advanced planning of time for yourself, that's one, I think. So guys, go to your calendar and book some time. Whether it's, it doesn't matter what it is, but book some time for yourself. The second, I think, is the recognition that this is not a holiday. This is not a break from life. It's just a break from activity so that we can integrate some of what has happened into the rest of our lives so that we can become better uh, human beings, better professionals, whatever you want to call it. And I could add to that also, um, start to become aware of activity that you tend to do in that space and how you feel, what's the impact on you when you do that activity. So some of the examples that we gave here was decluttering. Mm -hmm. So the physical decluttering and the impact it has on your mental state. Uh, I talked about working with your hands, mm -hmm. so to become creative in a different way than perhaps you are in your day-to-day -day life. So uh, the importance of solitude, right? Just so I, I gave the example of, of just eating by myself and how lovely that can be, focusing on just the food. And if way. you're not usually close to nature, I know many people are, especially mm. if we're talking about sweets, they mm. have a, a natural relationship to nature, I think mm. most people have. But otherwise, experiment with that because something mm. happens when you are in the middle of mm. nature. Mm. In that space and the importance of sleep we talked about right the very first thing our body will want to sleep first before we do anything else uh, and then yeah and I, I think finally there's journaling so we talked quite a bit about journaling and what might happen in journaling so reflection insights planning and that that is an important part but that you don't necessarily have to do it it's more like you know, buy yourself a notebook and a pen and just see what might come out. Hmm. Very good. So I think we'll wrap up there. And uh, hmm. the final words is find that space and plan for it. Hmm. 
excellent. Okay. Okay. Have a good day, everybody. Have a good day. We're going for breakfast. (laughs) We go for breakfast. (laughs) Oh, yes.